This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast. Episode number 57. In this episode, the moms catch listeners up on their summer and discuss gearing up for the new school year. <laughs> mom, where's my math book? Honey, where's my glasses? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Where are my shoes? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So Tina, what's the time code this week? Skip to the end of our chit chat. 20 minutes, 20 seconds. And what have you guys been up to? Well, my whole summer has been all about the great summer purge and clean. (laughs) So I went from top to bottom and got my entire house purged and cleaned. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, I had eight weeks. It was was nine weeks, but eight of the nine weeks because I took a week off for Tieran's birthday party um, of just going through room by room, bit by bit, and got my entire house uh, purged and cleaned. (laughs) <laughs> Hence the name. <laughs> I'll link in the show notes because this is something for uh, our new listeners that have not heard me talk about it about five million times before. <laughs> and those of you who have, I apologize. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've been doing this for three summers now and it has made such a huge difference in our life. So, um, yeah, I feel really good. And in fact, this summer I actually officially did everything. Uh, it... Um, I can't believe it. I, there wasn't a corner that I didn't get to, except for the areas that I was never planning on getting to, like Adam's office. I don't touch Adam's office. That's his domain that I'm not even going to even, like, that's right. his world. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I'm not going to even, like, look at it, much less touch it. <laughs> I, I don't even go in there usually. <laughs> and Maven's room, um, same thing. There's just so much stuff in both of those rooms, it makes my skin crawl. So I just don't <laughs> even go in at, can you hear him? I, I heard his voice, but not what he said. He says, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. So, obviously, no purging and cleaning happened in those rooms. <laughs> but I got the rest of the house totally, uh, well, mostly decluttered because uh, there's probably a lot more that I could have gotten rid of. But, you know, it's 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 hard. It's really hard. Even after three summers, I feel like I could have gotten rid of more. But, you know, I uh, I did really good, though. I'm, I'm very pleased. I even got into the shed and got rid of a bunch of stuff in the shed and rearranged stuff. And I did actually a lot more because of the last two summers. I have already purged a lot of stuff. Um, I didn't have as much purging to do this summer, although I still did a fair bit. I think I had like three trips to Salvation Army still. And um and with the back of my van, um, not like the whole back, but it's not like the seats, were, <laughs> like not that full, but like the back behind the seats, <laughs> mm-hmm. full. Um, uh, I didn't have as much stuff to purge, so I did a lot more organizing and reorganizing um, this summer. So it feels really good. I even got to the closets. I didn't. I don't know that any other summer I ever got to the actual closets. Got to Tieran's and um, our bedroom closet. And, um, yeah, I feel really, really good about it. Of course, you know, as soon as I uh, did a room, it would have 
pretty quickly got that lived in look again. Right, right. So it's not like my house is like spotless and beautiful now. (laughs) (laughs) It almost immediately got messy again. But it's okay because like I know that like inside the drawers are all organized and tidy, at least for now. And um, um, the areas that don't get used all the time will stay that way. And and it's there's like this amazing, it's an actual like mental thing. Like I feel like this weight lifted off of me. Like it's like this feeling of peace kind of thing that I know that there's like that space is decluttered and cleaned and organized. Like it feels really good. Like when I first opened up a space and it's like a mess and then I go in and I clean it up and I declutter it and I reorganize it and it looks really good. Like the game closet, something like that. Like, uh, and I walk away and whenever time I walk by it and I remember what it looks like now, or if I open it up and look at it, I'm like, ah, it like feels yeah. really good. So it's really true. What fly lady says about like drawing energy from those spaces in your house that are like clean. Like she talks about having the kitchen sink clean. You know, my kitchen sinks never stays clean. Never stays clean. <laughs> I can never do that but I do that like with the closet that stays that doesn't get used that much like I'll go into the game closet and look at it I'm like oh look it looks beautiful closer to coming in you know <laughs> at least until the kids start going in there and pulling things out <laughs> but um yeah so very highly successful and that honestly took up like 90% of my time this entire summer it was all that I did for the the first eight weeks of summer and um then I, you know, I worked on having friends over to play with the kids to entertain them during the times that I was cleaning. <laughs> so we had you guys over as as much as we could, and that was really cool. That was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, everything is just really coming along nicely, and I'm, I'm very, very happy with how the summer, how much I got accomplished over the summer. <laughs> I stuck with my plan, like you know, I I suck at at plans for the most part, but this this for some reason. The Great Summer Purge and Clean works for me, and I, I do it every summer, so I'm rocking on it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so that was really, really cool. And uh, in the process, I actually, this summer I did something new with with the Purge and Clean. I added at the beginning of the day, I added 15 minutes, 15 to, it ended up being 15 to 30 minutes in the morning. I got up really early because I, um, I realized that my yard needed a lot of work, so I got up early to do yard work. I added yard work into my um which I'm not a yard person, uh, to add yard work into my day. And, um, you know, since it's so hot here, you have to do it, like, really, really early before the sun mm-hmm. <laughs> takes over. And um, and so I've lost weight. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a bonus. All that sweating and, and yard work I was from, from hula-hoeing and, and, and digging out roots <laughs> from uh, volunteer trees in my flower beds. Um, I actually lost weight this summer. <laughs> Wow. That was nice. And plus when it's hot, I don't like to eat very much either. So I haven't been eating a whole lot. But, um, but yeah, so that was really cool. Um, let's see. Uh, Maven has dived deeply into the world of cosplay lately. She's She decided all of a sudden, shortly into, just a little bit into summer, that she wanted to make a um, costume, made a, a costume for Halloween. She came up with this idea to have, make a, a furry dragon costume. I don't know where she came up with the idea. And she's, like, completely obsessed with it this entire summer. She's been working really hard on this costume. I think you've seen probably some of the pictures I posted on Facebook. Yeah. She's, like, obsessed with this costume. And it's really elaborate. (laughs) Um, So that has been really cool. She's really... And she's been taking pictures of it and taking notes and um, just really getting into it to the point where... um, I feel like, like, man, it's too bad this didn't happen during the school year. We could have, like, logged this down as some of her schoolwork. <laughs> but, uh, no, she's really, really getting into it. And uh, 
um, she's she's talking about maybe like making a pattern out of it and stuff like that too. So like making a tutorial of it and a pattern and stuff like that. So it's really cool. I have to. I have um, some pictures I have of some of her sketches that she made of what what she wants it to look like. She's got the hands are all done. She took her forever to do these gloves. She's got these massive gloves. She made the the claws out of um, clay, like bake clay. You know, you take the clay and you bake it. Yeah. Um, she made claw. Oh, she just did this whole amazing elaborate. She took gloves and she made foam over them, and then she made uh, she got fur to put, to to um, cover it and sewed it all together. And it's just been this huge, gigantic project that she's been working on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And um and she's still got a long ways to go too. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, and you're going to be 15 this year, and you're a bit old for trick or treating, so we're going to have to do some kind of a big event. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe her birthday party because her birthday is November 4th. Um, maybe we'll just do a, like a Halloween slash birthday party and it'll become like a costume thing. <laughs> yeah. So that way she can use her, her costume for that. So I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, Tieran had his kid community music camp again. That was really super fun. And then right after that, he had his, we got the beat drum camp. So that was fun. But unfortunately that was like right at the beginning of summer and they were back to back and then nothing for the whole rest of summer but he had a blast for that and, the, and then performance at the end of both of those so those are really fun uh, i should dig up those videos and maybe put the videos on the show notes if i remember i keep forgetting to do that for show notes so if anybody hears this and i forgot to put it up remind me put it in the comments because <laughs> i gotta remember to do that um super cute and then you see him performing he did um one of the songs that they did for we got the beat was um crazy train by ozzy osbourne nice super cute to see all these kids banging it out on xylophones and doing the I, I, I. <laughs> super cute <laughs> but uh Tieran apparently now is allergic to milk so that has been fun this summer not yeah, <laughs> yeah he's got some intestinal issues going on with that so that has been fun trying to figure out what he can and cannot eat he suddenly des- developed uh, and now he's really like worried when we we go to you know make meals and stuff he's like worried does this have milk in it you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that hasn't been very fun uh, another successful birthday hoopla. He had a Lego birthday party. That was super fun. Yes, we had a good time. Yes, that was fun with you guys there too. And uh, we had a really good time with that. It was so, so weird. It was this, one of our smaller birthday parties because we didn't have as many grown-ups here and we didn't invite as many kids and it was still a fairly large party. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. I liked it though. I was like, oh, I like this smaller, mostly kids party. <laughs> it was more manageable. Um, let's see. Oh, we started listening to the Story of the World audiobooks. I had it in my head this summer that I wanted to go through all of the Story of the World audiobooks from the beginning to the end, and I had planned to do it slowly over the course of the entire summer. Never got around to doing it, of course. Of course. And then, of course, I was like, oh, no, we're almost through the summer. Wait, we have four more weeks, four books. We'll just do one book a week. And it actually worked out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I was like, oh, we can just do it. And it turns out I've calculated it all out and we can do two CDs a day, which is actually very doable because Jim Weiss talks really slow. So I just speed it up to one and a half times speed and it ends up, I think each CD ed- ends up being like 45 minutes or something like that. So an hour and a half listening is really doable. Um, and sometimes we don't do a back to back either. So we'll do like 45 minutes here, 45 minutes there. So it's somewhere around 45 minutes. Somewhere, I'm not sure exactly. And, um, and we've actually gotten through the first two books already. So it's been really cool. I wanted to do it because I was like, I don't know what time period we were going to do yet this summer. Or I hadn't at the time. I didn't know. Tieran's now picked World War II. He wants to start with World War II. I'm like, oh, cool. Um, haven't done that yet. <laughs> and uh, 
uh, I, I was thinking it would be really cool to start off uh, like before the school year starts to go through all of time, like do a run through because uh, we've never actually listened to the books like in order. Mm-hmm. Like we always did like a little here and a little there and a little there and we never listened to book four and we listened to part of book three. And like when we did listen to the books, we usually listened to them sporadically. So I was like, let's just like, go through and listen to them all and then it'll just kind of fill in the gaps and just kind of you know i don't think you can listen to them too many times either you know just keep filling it in you know and uh uh, you know just keep refreshing your memory on it and stuff and then i thought that would be a really cool way to start the school year with having just listened to all that and then we'll dive deep into whatever subject you know and then they'll have it in the back of their mind having just had the whole of time you know, in the you know, just listen to it in context, and now we're just going to dive deep into this one time period. So I thought that would be kind of fun. Plus, I've never listened to them as like because sometimes Tyrion would go and listen to it like with his headphones, so I missed a lot of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wanted to listen to it for me too. So and then I bribed them with computer time to be able to listen to it. So oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm like every CD we listen to. Um, I will give you an hour on the computer. They're like, okay. <laughs> so that's worked really well. <laughs> so that, that's, that's been fun. Tyrion's been like, can we listen to Story of the World? <laughs> so that's worked out. And Maven's been working so hard on her costume. She's just like, oh, fine. When I say, can I turn it on while you're working? She's like, yes, fine. <laughs> so it's, that's been fun. Um, and I finally got our piano tune. So Tyrion can finally learn how to play the piano been uh, wanting to get that done for a long long time and the guy finally finally hooked up with the guy who was been saying he would do it for a while and he finally came over yesterday and tuned our piano and now Tieran is going to learn to play the piano yay Yay! my next door neighbor teaches piano and we just were waiting because it was so so badly out of tune it had been decades since it'd been tuned so yay I'm very excited he's he's really excited to learn to play the piano and the guy next door is super nice so that's gonna be really fun. I'm excited. Fun. I actually may even pick up the piano. Pick up, <laughs> pick up the piano. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I may relearn myself because I really enjoy playing the piano. But I was never very good. But I, when I did play, I, I was fun. I enjoyed it. So we'll see, see what what happens. So, so what have you guys been up to? Honestly, not a lot. It's been, um, <laughs> it's been really rough around here. Um, I've spent about what would you say about the last six weeks. Or so um, wrestling with a new migraine medicine. Oh yeah, that's right. And um, so I've spent like the last six weeks or so feeling like I was on a boat, <laughs> like the whole world was rocking back and forth, and um, just trying to adjust to that. And uh, so things have slowed down here significantly. We haven't got any work done at all um, as far as schoolwork or anything like that. I had all these plans. <laughs> I, was I know gonna, how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to finish up the stuff that we didn't get done at the end of the year. And then my doctor was like, it's time to try something else here and, and, and threw me for a loop. And that's the cool thing, though, about homeschooling, even though it's summertime and it really doesn't apply quite as much. The cool thing about homeschooling is when stuff like that happens you can kind of like plan around that and you can make it work you know Mm -hmm. Um, like we talked about in our um, homeschooling through um, chronic illness episode right right it's uh, if it was during the school year I definitely would be using a lot of those um, techniques that we talked about in that episode in order to get through it but I figured since it was summer that um, we'll just go ahead and and let the schoolwork slide and uh, and we'll survive Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but Danny has been cooking a lot more, going along with the whole wrestling with the new migraine medicine. Um, 
she has been really interested in learning how to cook. And up until recently, I haven't been all of that invested in teaching her to cook, mostly because I'm not a very good cook myself. Um, I, I keep us from starving, and that's about it. And, um, but she's been really helpful. Like she's been making dinners and stuff. Um, and her grandma, um, Linda, that's my mother-in-law came to visit, uh, I don't know, about two weeks ago or so. And she made her some eggs and, and, um, was very excited to share her scrambled eggs with her grandmother. And, uh, so I'm, I'm slowly teaching her how to cook. And I also taught her how to load the dishwasher. (laughs) <laughs> that's a technique <laughs> it is yeah it's uh, someone had mentioned it, it's like playing tetris you know? oh it is yeah um it's some of those chores are hard for me to let go of i'm i'm kind of a, a little tiny bit of a perfectionist and you? <laughs> imagine that <laughs> I, I knew you were getting comment on that and um so it's hard for me to let go of some of the chores around the house like i won't let anybody else fold laundry I just absolutely <laughs> refuse. It's got to be folded. You would hate our house. Yeah. I'm like, as long as it gets in the drawer, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, it must be folded and it must be folded yeah, correctly. <laughs> I like just... my husband. It has to be hung on the, uh, it has to be no wrinkles. It has to be hung up in the closet. Well, I'm not quite that bad, but yeah, I <laughs> close, close. <laughs> and we've been really enjoying hanging out at Tina's house on Mondays. Oh, yes. When we've made it over. And, There's no yeah. There's been a couple of Mondays that we had some trouble with, but um, it's been fun hanging out over there. The kids have been enjoying playing, and and um, I know that I was supposed to drop them off and go away, but it was easier just to stay there and work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then now that my my purging and cleaning is over, it's just like fun to hang out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, so that's been nice having that to do on Mondays, but I guess we're doing it on Friday this week, huh? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. So um, we went to the Scholastic Warehouse sale. Oh, it's yeah. Been, yeah, it's been a little while ago now, but um, we, it was so much better than... Remember I told you I went to that one uh, a few months ago, and it was just like there was almost nothing there, and oh, yeah. everything was picked over. It was just sad. Well, this time, everything was open. Oh, nice. All of the shelves were crammed. It was fantastic. We got a bunch of new books, and I even got the Doctor Who Character Encyclopedia by Jason <laughs> Laboric for myself. It's color oh. pictures of all of the Doctor Who characters and all of the Doctor Who bad guys Fun. and aliens and everything. And it's even got stuff going back previous. Now, for those of you who don't know, there actually were doctors before Christopher Eccleston. <laughs> yes, and yes. The book actually goes back that like facts and shows like some of the old stuff and and even some of the monsters that were only in black and white and um, it's kind of cool that way. Um, I so I'm really enjoying that. Though I should have gotten two. I was thinking I should have gotten two, then I could cut one up for art projects. <laughs> I may go back and see if they have another one next time. Um, Danny's birthday is at the end of the month. And um, I still don't know what I'm doing for her birthday, but um, she already got one of her birthday presents. Um, her grandmother, Lin- her grandma Linda, which is again my mother-in-law, got her a new guitar, like an actual, real, normal-sized guitar, not that little tiny. She's been playing a little tiny student-sized pink guitar. Oh right. Which is actually, it's a real guitar, but you know, it's a little student-sized one. So um, she has a real full-size guitar now, and um, she's been practicing it every day. 
Um, and so I'm looking forward to getting her back into guitar lessons in the fall so that she can um, continue with learning that. She's been doing really well with it, so I want her to continue um, doing that. She mentioned wanting to do piano lessons too, but realistically there is no place in the world to put a piano in this house. So <laughs> right? that's not going Where to... Where would you get one anyway? Well, I mean, I probably you could rent one. Yeah, but there's... If you had space. Yeah, I'd have to put it like in the middle of the dining room or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'd put it. Yeah. But anyways, that's pretty much it for us. It's been really quiet around here for the last, I don't know, two months or what have you. Has it been two months? It's been two months, yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty quiet around here. So mm-hmm. now we'd like to take some time for our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. And by Math Mammoth. The math curriculum all the Savvy Homeschool kids are using. Math Mammoth offers affordable, high-quality, mastery-based work texts and workbooks for grades 1 through 7. Our moms love that it fosters independent learning since the work texts are nearly self-teaching, requiring very little teacher preparation. Check out free samples and placement tests and learn more at mathmammoth.com. Click Buy at Coggy and enter the code SAVVYMOMS to save 25% off your order. This episode also sponsored by Pandia Press, publishers of comprehensive science and history curriculum. We love the hands-on labs incorporated into Real Science Odyssey and the fun projects that we do with History Odyssey. Pandia Press offers a fantastic try before you buy on their website so you can see how the program works for yourself. Visit PandiaPress.com for more information. So now we're going to talk about our homeschool topic, which is gearing up for a new homeschool year. So, Tina, tell us about what you've been doing. So, Tina's planning process. <laughs> I made a whole <laughs> big, gigantic, I know, right? I made a big, whole gigantic blog post about it. We'll put that in the show notes for you guys, where you can just head over to Homeschool Realm. Of course, if you're listening to this after the fact, go to the show notes. What is this? Fep episode? Yes. Fep episode. Fep episode 57. <laughs> um, we're in episode 57, so that would be SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 57. Um, and look up the uh, link to the blog post, um, and it will give you a lot more details. But I'm going to go through a rundown of it. I tried to shorten it, but you know me. Nothing <laughs> me, so I'll try not to run on and on like I usually do, but, you know, I can't promise anything. So, uh, <laughs> Okay, so the first thing I get started with is getting my space ready. I always tell my kids, start with the easiest thing first. When you have a big project, start with the easiest thing first. Um, So the space is the easiest thing because, you know, clean up the space. That's pretty easy. Just go in there, pick up the trash, start to put things back where they belong, you know, sweep the floor, wipe things down, the no-brainer stuff, stuff you don't really have to do much thinking on, you know, put some good tunes on and just go to town. That that right. part is pretty easy. You don't really have to think much about it. That makes it pretty easy. And then 
once you get that cleaned up, then you have something to look at that you can kind of draw energy from because you're like, oh, look, I get a good job. You can go back to that and feel like you've actually made some progress mm-hmm. <laughs> versus starting with the hard stuff first. And you're like, oh, I'm getting nowhere. <laughs> so I always start with the easy stuff first. So got my get my space ready uh, with the general cleanup. And then I start decluttering and purging. Um, that's when this is this is I do it as part of my um, purging clean, my gen- my uh, my great summer purging clean. Um but you can do this anytime. Um, so I go drawer by drawer, shelf by shelf, and I, I methodically go through and I look at everything. I look through everything and I pick everything up and I go through everything and I reevaluate it and I decide, are we still using this? Is this something that the kids have outgrown? Are they ever going to use it? Like this was a really cool thing to be able to go through and find things like that had to do with like teaching a child to read. And I'm like, oh, they both read. <laughs> Pitch that. <laughs> <laughs> That was easy to let go. So, uh, little uh, little t- me- little mention here about hoarding. Becky and I were just discussing this earlier. Yeah. Weren't we? <laughs> <laughs> this is something I think is very prevalent in homeschoolers, don't you think? I, I agree. Yeah. It seems like we're we're all like well, especially if you have lots of kids. Like if you have multiple kids, I should say, uh, you want to hold on to everything just in case. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I was just I just had an epiphany today that it's like you hold on to the, all this stuff. And then you never look at it again. And there's all this stuff that you could have been using all along. But with with homeschooling, I also find that like if you have a lot, a lot of stuff, you never get to it because you're so overwhelmed by how much stuff you have. Yes. If if you have things in a smaller amount and um, sorted, then you're much more likely to be able to, first of all, of course, (laughs) common sense, you can find what you're looking for. But also, you're more likely to use it Right. Because we see it, you can find it. And and then also, if I'm never ever going through all my stuff, all the, like if I never go through and I organize my stuff, I never look at, I forget that I have it, th- then I end up buying more stuff. Right. The same exact thing again. And later on, like years later, I'm, I'm like, oh, I did st- already have a copy of that. Or, oh, I could have used that five years ago. <laughs> right, right. It's like ridiculous. So this whole purge and clean or this, or even if you don't do a purge and clean, if you at least like at the beginning of your school year, go through your drawers and look at what you have. If you do nothing else, look at what you have. Look at every single book. Look at every single thing that you have in your drawers and look at what you have and remind yourself of what you have. And if it's something that's been shoved into the back of a drawer and you know that you really could use that, pull it out and put it somewhere where you'll actually, maybe not pull it out and put it out somewhere, but put it somewhere where you're more likely to see it and actually use it, <laughs> you know, or reorganize it in a way to where it's going to be seen by the children, where they'll actually use it. Like just, I just feel like if you have more contact with it, where you see it um, more, like if you see it regularly or you um, or you're in contact with it regularly, even if it's just once a year when you're moving it around again, you're more likely to actually use it. Right. You know? Or if you're not going to use it, get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous how much stuff we hold on to just because we may someday use it. Yes. <laughs> and think about how much stuff you could have that you'd actually use like that, like that space could be taken up with something that you'd actually be using. That's what I can, that's what I was thinking about today too. I was like, I could actually have stuff in this drawer that I'd actually be using. If I would get rid of this, I'd have space for it. <laughs> so that's what I've been trying to do is get rid of stuff so I can make space for stuff that I actually use. So don't hoard things is my point. Homeschool hoarding, bad thing. Don't yes. hoard things. <laughs> keep looking at your stuff every year, go through it, look at it, 
try to use what you already have first. That's what, before you go out and buy new things, go look and see what you already have. Um, so that's what I try to do when I go through and I declutter and I purge. Uh, I try to look at what I already have and um, try to figure out how I can use what I already have. And then that's when I start reorganizing. So that's when I rethink my space and I try to remember how things worked last year, what worked, what didn't work, try to think of new ideas and how to organize things. If I put the crayons over here, will they actually use them? No, my kids don't use crayons. They'll never use crayons. So maybe I'll put them over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stick my crayons with the crayon melting. Um, the thingy. What do you call it? It's like a hot plate. I put hot it in a hot yeah. plate. That's the only time they ever use crayons. <laughs> My kids don't like crayons. <laughs> so yeah, you know, stick the, you know, put the paints out where they'll actually see them. Otherwise, they'll never get used. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. In my family, they don't get used unless they're seen. So and rotate them, or else, um, you know, the because once once things have been sitting out for too long, they don't see them anymore. So that too. So I need to get into, actually, I need to put like a reminder on my phone to like, just get into the habit of rotating things. Cause then I forget to rotate things. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, that's a, so reorganizing things to keep things fresh. I like to reorganize things. It's like making a, a room feel like a completely different room when you rearrange the furniture and it feels like a completely different room. I like to try to do that as much as I can in my school room too, to just kind of make it feel like a new room for the new school year too. And, uh, and makes things fresh and more exciting for the new school year. Even if it's just moving stuff around in the drawers. You know? <laughs> but of course, if there are things that actually really work really well, I leave them be. <laughs> I'm not going to move things that are actually working. So, uh, And then in the process of doing all this, I've actually opened up space. So now I have space to actually put things in my stations. I now have space for, you know, like I've taken all my library books back to the library. So I've got space in my in my read station and I've got space in my create station. All my drawers are now empty of all of the art supplies because I've emptied out all of the art supplies and put them all back away where they belong from my create drawers. So all everything has gone back to where its home is. And so I've got empty drawers ready for new art supplies for new craft projects and stuff like that. So now. I'm all done getting my space ready. It's it's cleaned up. It's decluttered and purged. It's reorganized. Good. So that's step one. Step two is brainstorming with my kids. I'm going to get a notepad and pencil, and I'm going to ask them, what, what do they want to learn about this year? And hopefully, just asking that question will hopefully um, make them start talking about things. But a lot of times, my kids are like, oh, I don't know. So I have specific questions that if that doesn't open up, things that they can immediately think of I will ask them specific questions and I'll say so what science topics would you like to learn about and if they're not sure I have some books that I'll pull out I have the story of science which is an Usborne book that has lots of of science topics in it that we mm-hmm. can look at the pictures and co- have you seen that books this- I think I have it yeah yeah it's a really cute book it's like it's kind of small but it's got lots of pictures in it and really cool um like little short blurbs about different science topics, all yeah. kinds of science topics. And then, of course, we've got the Usborne Science Encyclopedia, the big massive one, um, hardcover. And then there's this Usborne also has, they're all Usborne books, uh, illustrated in elementary science dictionary is kind of a similar book also that also has lots of pictures. And so we can thumb through that and look at, because it's got all different science topics from physical and, and, uh, uh, what what do we got? Physical and astronomical and <laughs> biological and I don't know what are the types. <laughs> physics, <laughs> physics, chemistry, biology, astronomy, See, geology. It's a hot day today. It is really hot today. It is. It really <laughs> it's is. Hot in my house. My air conditioning is not 
helping a whole lot today. My brain is melting. So uh, then I'll ask him what's, uh, and I'm taking notes this whole time. So I'm writing down everything that they're interested in. I want to make sure to take serious notes. Um, history time periods that they want to learn about. If there's specific things they want to learn about. My son specifically told me he wants to start with World War II this year. So, And Maven, it's going to be a little different because she's um, working towards a high school diploma this year. Or she's starting um, ninth grade this year. So um, she's going to... She decided to start with uh, U.S. history this year, so she's actually going to have to do an official U.S. history, so she'll be doing that. Uh, we're going to do the story of us and um, that whole Joy Hakim yeah. um, series. So she'll be doing that, and uh, and Tiran's going to start with World War, II, World War II, so we'll see where that takes us. Um, but I'll ask them, you know, what other history time periods might interest them or if there's events that they want to discover, like research and learn about more about and that kind of thing. And if they get stuck for ideas, we'll pull out the Usborne Encyclopedia of World History and get some ideas from that. And then I'll ask them what sort of art projects would they like to do. Um, and if they're not, you know, if they have any ideas on that and, and that's when we'll, we'll go to head over to Pinterest and start pinning some ideas. And um, you could spend a lot of time doing this. So I, I'm not going to, I, won't spend a lot of time on this with them because you could seriously do hours on that and then I'd lose them. So I'll just get a few ideas from each of them and then just to get us started. And uh, that's something that I would prefer to kind of fill in a little bit here and a little bit there and kind of on the weekends, maybe every other weekend or so, pull a few more ideas from them and just keep filling up my Pinterest boards with ideas just to keep it fresh. Because it's not like you can, you're not going to, you're not going to use up all those ideas every single week. Right. (laughs) So just kind of keep the boards filling up with ideas but um and actually I still have a lot on them on there already so I probably won't need a ton but like have them approve some of the ideas say yeah I'd like to do that and then yeah I'd like to do that get get the kit approval on some of them and what they want to do and that kind of thing and then uh last but not least I'll ask them if there's any field trips that they'd really like to do um see if there's some that I can maybe make happen for the school year so, um, and then, uh, when I'm done talking to the kids, I'll also, and maybe at the same time, I might be making a little side note of my own, but, um, I'll make little side notes of my own things that I'd also like them to be learning about. Um, not a big gigantic list, but little things that I think that maybe they haven't come up with that I, I might like them to also be learning about, um, things that I think that are important, um, but keeping it as a separate list. Cause I want to make sure that I keep their list of the things that they're interested in as a specific um, you know, that's a separate list. Yeah. So, so that's my brainstorming session. So that brings me to my third and final step, which is the biggest step of all, (laughs) (laughs) which is, uh, I start building my stations. So those of you who are familiar with, or have you heard me talk about, um, experience-based learning, I, I have, stations that I do based on experiences instead of um, academic subjects. So instead of science, math, history, that kind of thing, I base my kids' stations around watching, listening, creating, um, reading, what else? Playing, writing. And um, so I will go and at this point, um, I'll take the information from the brainstorming session and I will start finding resources. Now, I'm not going to try to find an entire year's worth of resources at this time. That would be nuts. Yeah. <laughs> that would take weeks. <laughs> I'm not going to spend the entire summer working on this. I'm just going to start 
like for the first like uh, my goal would probably be to try and find like maybe the first month's worth but i realistically i'll probably just do like a few weeks and um because i but this is because this is really something that i'll just i'll be continually working on each weekend and um ideally what i'd like to do uh is each weekend work with my kids on um together refilling and rebooting as needed and i really honestly from what happened last year i didn't actually need to do this every single weekend it was pretty much like every other weekend i needed to kind of fluff up the stations because they really could keep going with it for a couple weeks so every other weekend or so we'll work on kind of refilling it so really i need just to get going for a couple weeks so i will start looking for resources on a few of the topics not getting too much i'm i'm just looking for a little bit just to get started um uh, and also another reason why, besides the fact that it's uh, it would be a huge amount of work, is also I don't know where their interests are going to be in the middle of the year. Like six right. months from now, they may not be interested in the same things. Uh, the things that they just told me in their brainstorming session may or may not interest them in you know two three months from now. So I'm going to keep that list and I'm going to keep those things in mind because we may circle back around to it again eventually. But um, it's not a list that I follow. It's something that I use as a guide as a guideline. Yeah. A jumping off point. It's not a comprehensive list to check off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, and I'm not promoting resource hoarding here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not just physical hoarding, but like going out and finding links and videos. Because you can hoard v- links and videos too. <laughs> I don't want to go out and find, you know, I don't need to have every single video of everything related to ancient Egypt in my YouTube playlist. <laughs> You know, a couple of videos is fine. They don't need to. I don't need to have 20 really good quality videos on the same subject. They're not going to watch them all. So a couple of good ones is fine. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and I'm going to head over to, let's see, let's, we're going to break it down for each station. For the watch station, I'm going to head over to YouTube, of course. I'm going to go to Netflix. I'm going to go to Amazon. I'm going to take whatever this topic is. Let's say the topic is ancient Egypt. You know, I'm going to go look for some different, ancient Egypt is a really wide topic but i'll probably like when i when we did ancient egypt before i might look up mummies or i might look up pyramids or i might look up like king tutankhamen or something like that and i would like look up stuff like that and i would uh look for different because i a lot of them are like the same topics over and over and over and over again so i would try to find a different like a different take on the same kind of subject you know like some of them like maybe there's one that's just about cats in egypt that would be fascinating to have one that's not again about king tut you know (laughs) so i would go through and and of course i think the video one the video is probably the most time consuming because i actually do watch at least most I, i try to at least skim and actually some of the videos i will actually watch all the way through if i'm worried that there might be some content that wouldn't be appropriate so uh especially the historical videos so um so I will go and I'll search for videos and I will add them to playlists. And um, mostly I save them on playlists like on YouTube. But if it's something like I'll save it or I'll save them on our lists on Netflix or on Amazon. And then I have Symbaloo. Uh, check the show notes for the link to Symbaloo. Symbaloo is S-Y-M-B-A-L-O-O um, if you're wanting to just go look it up. But um, it's a great uh 
visual bookmarking site and um, the link will be in the show notes. So I will save all that stuff to playlists because then my kids will, uh, during their school time, they will head over to Symbaloo and they can find the bookmarks on Symbaloo and then they can watch videos for their watch station. And then um, for the read something station, I will head over to Amazon, to Goodreads, to Pinterest, to social media. Now I don't go to all of these places. If unless I can't find some, like I'll, uh, my my first place that I'll usually go is like Amazon and Goodreads. Those are like the two biggies, and then I'll head over to the library and see if they have them on the library's website. Um, that's usually where I find um, the good find books. Will be on Amazon and Goodreads, and especially now that I have I have this really massive spreadsheet. I'll, I, a lot of times I'll head to the spreadsheet first now to see if I already have a book on the subject in my spreadsheet and then I'll go look and see if the library has it um, on the topic already. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'll just order it. I don't, but, but some of the places that I'll search will be Amazon, Goodreads, Pinterest. Sometimes I'll go ask on social media. I'll go ask in some groups. Some, if I'm looking for some kind of an exotic, you know, the history of the paperclip, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> do you have any books on the history of the paperclip <laughs> or just Google it. Um, sometimes you can just search on the library website and find books on the subjects, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And, oh, and I forgot at the very first place that I should be looking, (laughs) which I forgot to mention, is I should be looking on my bookshelves first because I have a lot of books on my own bookshelf first. So try to look on your own bookshelves first. I think I highly recommend that if you have lots of books like I do. um, Look and see if you already have books on the subject (laughs) on your own bookshelf. I've actually done that before where I've checked a book out from the library that I actually already own. Have you done that? Oh, yeah. I, I remember like the last episode I was talking about how I bought a book yeah. that I already owned. <laughs> I've checked books out and then I've spent like weeks later gone, oh, we actually, oh, I checked that out from the library before. I didn't realize we owned that. Oh, see, this is why you need to go through all your stuff regularly. Yes. <laughs> regularly, just look at it. Hands on the books. Go through and look at every single title. Pull them out. Look at them. Reorganize. This is where reorganizing is good because when you're reorganizing, your forces you to look at them. <laughs> yes. So. Anyway, um, so yeah, order the books from the library. There's these fabulous lists that you can put them on on our library book lists. I mean, uh, library uh, website that you can order them. Uh, I mean, uh, the wish list. Is that what they call it? Is it like a yeah? It's called a wish list. Like a wish list that you can put it on the so that you don't have to actually order it yet. Because I don't. Because usually what ends up happening is I'll order all these books and then they all come in at once. (laughs) <laughs> and and they're only on hold for a certain amount of time. So if you put them on the wish list, you don't have to order them right away. And you can just trickle them out. Because that was one of my mistakes last year is ordering all the books at once. See, this is the hoarding. Yeah. Order all everything at once. And I'd have like, literally, I'd have like 30 books on the subject that we were studying. And I thought, more is better, right? Hoarding. See, this is the hoarding. And more is better. We've got 30 books on ancient Egypt. How many of those books do you think my kids actually looked at? <laughs> Probably not as many because it was overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And I would put them all out at the same time. See, this is the problem. This is my epiphany this year. I'd put them all out because I'm like, see, put them all out. See, this is my epiphany. I'm like, it's just like a child's bedroom that has too many toys. You have all the toys and they don't play with any of them because there's too many. Right. So this is my epiphany this year. I have this wonderful uh, bookshelf that where the books face out and it fits a certain amount of books in it and I always crammed way more in it and then I have a basket in front of it so um, what one of my things I'm going to do this year is first of all I'm not checking out 
30, 40, because we have three cards, so I technically could check out 75 at a time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> That'll be a lot less um, fines, <laughs> which would be good. Um, I'm only going to check out, I'm not sure what the number is yet, but I'm definitely not going to check out that many yet, but I'm only going to check out maybe, you know, like 10 at a time or something like that. And I'm only going to put out like five or six at a time. And then maybe we'll actually read them all and then I'll rotate them so that they'll actually read them. And then once they've read them all, then I'll, like as we've read them all, then I'll rotate them, that kind of thing. So, because, yeah. oh my gosh, I've literally done that. Like, I'm not even joking. I've literally had like 30 or 40 books of like ancient Egypt out, like of one subject. Like when we did the Industrial Revolution, I've had like 20, 30, 40 books out of the same topic. Yeah. And I guarantee that they only read like, you know, four or five of them, you know, if that. <laughs> so now when, with the read station, they were kind of forced to read a little bit more than they probably would have. But um, but yeah, they're not drawn to it because it's overwhelming. There's too many of them. So that was mm -hmm. the epiphany I had today. <laughs> so yeah, so that's a big thing I'm going to do. So let's see, the listen station is next. And I for that, that's a little harder because it's harder to find things. My kids are not into audiobooks. I really, really, really wish they were. Actually, Tyrion's a little bit more into it. Maven hates audiobooks. So I tend to just read aloud to them from the books that are in the read station. So that works out really nicely. But when I try to find audiobooks, I'll just go, you know, find audiobooks from the library or I'll go find podcasts. I actually found some pretty good podcasts um, recently. So we'll see how that works this year. Um, and I'll put them on my, um, on my iPhone and I'll just plug in a speaker to it. So uh, that's tricky finding it on a topic though. Not so easy to find podcasts on your specific topic. I did find some dinosaur po podcasts last year. <laughs> but um, yeah, I bet I probably will find some on World War II, though. I bet I can find some World War II podcasts to listen to. That might be kind of interesting for Tieran. Yeah. But, um, but this is what I'll do is I'll go and I'll do some Googling and I'll see if I can find some podcasts on whatever the topic is that we're learning about. And then I'll bookmark them if I need to. Um, listen to them on the web I'll bookmark them and put them on Symbaloo or if it's something I can download I'll put it on my phone and um, and then I'll try to find you know good books that I can just read aloud and also music for the for the listen station I really got out of the habit of doing this but um, World War II would be there's some good music from that era um, there's some there's like jazz and like big bands and stuff like that. I believe yeah. I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> That's the era of, well, I think that was the beginning of jazz or something. Wasn't it right around that time period? I think I just listened to a book where they were talking about jazz was fairly new around that time period. Honestly, I don't know. I, I'm thinking like boogie woogie bugle boy and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Something like that. Cause I remember I was, I just listened to a historical fiction recently where they were talking about jazz as being like, people were still getting used to the idea of jazz. So, and it was a world war two book. Um, so, uh, find music and that would be Pandora, Spotify, YouTube. I listen to a lot of YouTube, uh, music off of YouTube actually. Um, just don't watch it just put the speaker on and don't look at the visuals and, um, and just do a Google search too. And I'll save all those. Um, however, like for Pandora and Spotify, I just make playlists and, um, YouTube playlist, that kind of thing. So depending on what the source is, is how I'll save it. And then sometimes I'll find CDs from the library and I'll just, you know, use my boom box for that. So that would be for the listen station and prepping for create station. As I think I mentioned before is we'll, we'll get working on Pinterest and we'll be pinning stuff. 
Um, I also use books for that sometimes, but more often than not, we just head to Pinterest because there's so much on there. You really don't have to look anywhere else. Honestly, Pinterest is basically all you need for creating things. Yeah, really. Just do that. So, And I mentioned on the show before, but the, for those who didn't hear it, um, I have a red list on Pinterest that use, that's my someday list. Um, it's from homeschoolingideas.com. Uh, I can't remember the name of the book right now. But anyway, uh, this idea of red, amber, and green lists. Um, the red list is the someday list. The amber list is the in progress and the green list is the ready to go list. So, uh, and I made Pinterest boards for them. So I'll, I'll have the kids pin project, anything that they'd like to do someday and put it on the red list. And then when we're ready to get it ready to go, we'll put it on, move it over to the amber list. And then we'll, and then when I've got all of the stuff ready to go and it, thank you, plan spontaneity. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> and um, when uh, when I've got all of the supplies ready to go and it is ready to go for them and in the drawers ready, you know, I have everything ready. Then I move it over to the green list so I know that I've so I know which which projects are ready to go. Um, it'll go onto my green list board, which I got totally off track with uh, last year. So I'm going to try to pick that back up again but um and i will move uh when i because all of the stuff that's on the amber list has been pre-approved by the kids a lot of the stuff on the red list will be stuff i put on there and i'll have them look at it and i'll say hey can you pick some stuff and move it over to the amber list because that'll mean that it's stuff that's kid approved and that you want to do it and then i'll go onto the amber list and i'll pull stuff off and i'll try to do a mix of art and science projects like i'll pick you know a lot of art projects but then i'll also try to pick some science projects from it as well and um and then I'll make those ready to go with, you yeah. know, go buy the supplies and get everything all ready to go. So that's how I will. And, and like I said, I'm not doing a year's worth of prepping. I'm going to do, you know, five projects worth. I might get five projects ready to go so that they have some, something to choose. And I'll try to do something related to whatever it is that they're, that they're, um, they're studying. So like if like back to the ancient Egypt subject, you know, maybe we might get sugar cubes and build a, pyramid you know or something or um clay and 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 build a uh um uh what was that she made like a, one of those little houses one time i can't remember when we were doing ancient egypt there was some kind of a little clay house that they made but anyway that kind of thing for create and then for the play something um station we will um i will go through our game closet and i'll see what games we have that are educational and fun or mostly just fun, sometimes mm -hmm. educational. Um, if it's possible to be relevant, it's not always possible. In fact, it's very rare to be possible <laughs> to be relevant. But um, sometimes if we have some geography games or some math games, but um, usually they're just for fun. And then I'll put them, I have, um, I used to have a bookshelf in here that I use, a toy shelf that I use, but I moved that into Tyrion's room this, this summer. So I now have a crate. And also, same thing, too much games out. We didn't hardly ever play um, once we got past the beginning of the school year last year and, and over the newness of playing games. Uh, we didn't hardly ever play because there was just so many games to choose from. So I'm only going to pull out a few and um, I'm hoping that'll make a difference. And I'm also going to try to rotate them really regularly. <laughs> we'll see how that goes um, mm -hmm. so that there's new games in there regularly so that it, it, it becomes something that's more interesting because it's got new stuff in there all the time. And so I get games from our closet, but not just from our closet. Cause we also have the charter homeschool, the homeschool charter where we can check out games from the library there. And they have a lot of games there. 
And then also there's a local game shop that has um, games you can check out there. I believe there's a fee, but it sounds like it's affordable. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah. And then also you can ask your friends if we can borrow games from your friends also. So we can rotate games through there. And uh, we really had a good time playing games for a long time last year. And then it fizzled out and we got off track with that. So I want to get back on track with playing games again this year. That was a lot of fun. And the last station I have is Write Something. And... That one, actually, I could probably do more prep and save for future use um, because, there, you know, you can photocopy a bunch of stuff and find some cool stuff and then just stock it and then put it out here and there. Um, but I find writing activity ideas on Pinterest. I find them in books that I own and books that I check out from our library, from our um, from the ERCLC library, our, our homeschool charter. And... Um, uh, and I copy them or I print them up and I'll label them uh, because I have a 10-year-old and a almost 15-year-old. Um, they're not always things that are appropriate for both ages. Some of them are a little too advanced for my 10-year-old and vice versa um, to dumb down, I guess you'd say. So, um, so, and then I will put any, any, if there's any materials that are needed beyond pencil and paper, I'll put that in there. Um, and that goes in my red hanging pockets, which are on the side of one of my, I have a shelf in here that has these red hanging pockets. And I'll usually put it like in a manila folder or just, um, just stick a stapled packet in there. And it has instructions, like, like I've put it in like packets of like how to do haiku and stuff like that in there. Yeah. And I'll put like the paper in it with it so that they don't have to go searching for paper. I'll put everything that's needed right there with it. And then they can just go grab it and then they'll be done with their, you know, once they're done with that, then that's their writing assignment for the day. So, um, and I'll just put, you know, a few in there. So I think there's 10 pockets there. So I could probably do five for each of them. And then they've got five choices for the week and they, they don't write, they only write, they only have one formal writing assignment a week in there. So that would be good for a couple of weeks at least. And they don't have to do every single one. They just pick what they want to do. So yeah. um, so that would work. That would last for quite a while, actually. So I really, the prep work for that is not very hard at all. I could find, you know, a handful and it could last me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so that works out. And books usually come with tons of cool ideas. So I like to try and find some really creative ideas on that too. So I search around the web and try to find, not, I don't, I don't want to just do, the same old, same old kind of writing assignments. I like to try and find really creative ideas. So I keep looking. Pinterest usually comes up with some really neat ideas sometimes. So let's keep looking around. So so that is my very long process. But as I said, um, I don't do enough for the entire year. And what I'm going to try to do is break it down to where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to take this hour and I'm just going to spend an hour working on finding writing assignments. And then I'm going to be done for the day, you know, that kind of thing. And and then another day I'll work on something else. So I'm not going to spend like days and days and days and days working on filling up for the whole year. I'm just going to do a little here and a little there. And I don't have to do for the whole year. So yeah. it doesn't have to be as overwhelming as it looks on. Like when you look at the list, it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't have to be that bad. And it's kind of fun because once I get into it, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Oh, I have to share this with the kids. And then half the time the, I'm watching, I'm like, I'm looking at videos and the kids are over like looking over my shoulder. And I'm like, don't watch it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not time yet <laughs> or I'll be like oh wait you gotta come see this and I'll like show them and like we end up watching half of them you know <laughs> it's fun so it ends up being a really fun thing so but I am gonna space it out last year I was the first year I had done this so I hadn't figured out how to do it yet and I wasn't spacing things out and I was doing the whole virtual hoarding of 
resources and i was like catch in it and i and i totally um od'd on it and like burnt out and i just saved too much and then i just did nothing with it like halfway through the year i like nothing <laughs> i was like Pfft. so i'm not gonna do that this year <laughs> good plan yeah i'm gonna space it out more and also involve the kids more i want them to help me find because they're perfectly perfectly capable of like finding resources too so Very but i'm gonna cool. get i'm gonna get us started and then they can pick up from there they'll help me do it together cool so what is your planning process like <laughs> what it is completely different than yours. I know. Well, that's because <laughs> you have a curriculum. Yes, Which I makes do. the world a whole world of difference. It does. It does. Well, I started off back in June um, by cleaning off our school bookshelves. Our school bookshelves had been so um, crammed with um, books and things that you couldn't find anything, which explains why I bought uh, a book that we already owned. Um, at the last <laughs> Osborne book sale because uh -huh. I didn't realize I owned it because yeah. it was buried under some other books. Yeah. So I purged about 50 pounds of books. That's a lot of books. It's a lot of books off our bookshelf. And I gave them to a friend of ours who took them to her summer reading program and gave them out to the kids there on their last day. Nice. Yes, that was very nice. She posts pictures. I was all happy. Um, mostly I let go of our early readers. There was a ton of like level one and level two readers, which Jack has passed now. Yay. Nice. And um, I had some reference books that were just like way too young for them. Um, and um, books that the kids had outgrown, like like um, books that would be an appropriate level for Jack, but they're like Frozen or, you know, like Disney princesses or something like that. So, um books that he would never read right right yes um and so then i was able to completely organize the books that i had left most of which now are non-fiction most of the fiction books the kids have in their room now um i sadly just lined up against the wall at the moment i need to get them uh, like some egg crates in there or something no milk crates is what i'm looking for. right i was like wait what <laughs> egg crates go in beds milk yes. crates books go in milk crates i need to get some milk crates to for their books but um Mostly I've got all the nonfiction now out on the bookshelf in the homeschool area. And um, I was super bummed that I couldn't do my shelves like you do. <laughs> oh, yeah, with but, my cardstock. Yeah, but my books don't fit upright. They, most of the books um, have to go um, horizontally because they're too tall to fit on my little... Because my shelves are only like little short three shelves, mm -hmm. but there's two of them side by side. So um, the tall books don't fit right. But I was able to get them organized. Cool. <laughs> and so hopefully this year we'll be able to use more of them because I can actually find them. And hopefully I won't purchase any books that I already have because I didn't know I had them. <laughs> See? Gotta go through all your books. Yes, I totally recommend this. Go through all of your books and just look at what you have because, first of all, you'd probably be amazed at some of the stuff you have. Mm -hmm. I found I have a book um, that is a um, biography of Sally Ride. Oh, and I didn't even know it when we were talking about Sally Ride. I had no idea I even had this book on my bookshelf. And so now it's with the astronomy books and it's ready to go that when we talk about that again, it, it's there and it's ready to go. So mm -hmm. so next I clean out and start organizing our supplies. Now I have, two supp I have two cabinets and a set of drawers that I use for all of my supplies. And I like to go through everything before the school year starts and make a list of what I need. 
Um, and then armed with that list, I can hit up all the clearance sales after the public schoolers have all gone mm-hmm. through and done their stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and that way, with the list, I don't end up with 400 pencils and no lined paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. I do have to say, though, I did give in to the siren's call of the <laughs> supply section at Target the other oh, day. Yeah. And um, because I always let the kids pick their own folders every year, which I'll talk about in a minute, um, I went ahead and let them pick out their folders already. But they yeah. will buy one, get one half off. So that's still not, oh, that's nice. not a great price, but it's a better price than full price. So well, I'm and then they it. sell out of all the really good ones. Right. The clearance, too. I, I picked up a few notebooks while I was there because they were already almost out of the really nice ones. And I was like, oh, if I wait till clearance, it's going to be all like the little kittens and puppies and stupid ones. <laughs> yeah, Jack got some really awesome Jurassic World folders. Now, keep in mind, he hasn't actually seen Jurassic World yet. It's pretty scary, but um, he got himself some Jurassic World folders, and Danielle got some, I don't know, girly girl folders with, like, cupcakes and things on them, and I got myself a new set of um, Avengers Age of Ultron folders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone's got their folders, and, and it was worth it for the few extra pennies I paid for it for them to be able to get what they wanted. Not that expensive. Yeah, they they really weren't that bad. Um, and uh, this way, I, I'm also able to tell what needs to be replenished. Like um, I was looking at our poster paints while I was going through, and I found some of our poster paints are getting a little crusty and dried out. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's time to get those replaced. And um, it, it's just a really good starting point by organizing and straightening up to be able to figure out exactly what you need, so you don't yeah. overbuy or underbuy anything. Right. Right. And then I start our actual school planning with our curriculum. I have all of our curriculum organized into cab- in the cabinet um, with the necessary books filed with the workbooks. So, like, I use Moving Beyond the Page for our language arts, and each workbook has a, a book that goes with it. Like, you have The Hobbit, and then you have your workbook for The Hobbit, or um, the giver and your workbook for the giver. So um, in my front cabinet, which is right next to my homeschool area, I have the first three units um, for the new school year for both kids ready to go. And then in the back cabinet, I have all of the units after that because I don't feel like I need to have all of them right at my fingertips. I think three is good because that'll cover us for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And then um, both children are also doing History Odyssey Ancients Level 2. So I have the teacher's guide loaded on my Kindle, and I have all the necessary books on the bookshelf right next to where I sit. Because those things weigh 10,000 pounds. Like Mm -hmm. the Kingfisher um, Illustrated History book, I swear that thing weighs 10 pounds by itself. So I don't want to be hauling it around my house. (laughs) I just want to have it in one place where I can pull it out, use it, and put it back. And Jack's reading curriculum which is all about reading and his spelling curriculum, which is all about spelling has um, a lot of pieces to it. It has each, each one has its own little um, organizer of flashcards. There's workbooks, teacher's books, and then there's um, the magnet board with all of our letters on it. So I have that all organized in this really awesome new shelf system that I picked up at Target at the same time I picked up the folders. Um, Unfortunately, I am not able to find this thing online anywhere like I searched by the item number I searched by everything I could think of and you know me I can find it I could not find this thing so if you want to see what it looks like I'm going to put a picture of it in the show notes and I found it at Target in like where they have like the teacher supply sections like where the pieces for like um the um 
boards are and stuff like that. Um, and it was folded flat and it was like $10. It was awesome. And like it has office supply. No, no, it, it was in the school supply section, but it was oh, like where they have like the, um, you know how teachers put their boards together with like the, um, the pieces around the edge. I'm losing. My oh yeah, right. yeah, the bulletin board stuff. Bulletin board, thank yeah. you. Where they have the bulletin board stuff. That's that's. Oh, it's like I right found. on the other side of the of the school supply stuff, right? They have teacher stuff right there too. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. And um, like they have the, like the, I think they might even have laminators and stuff right there. I'm not. It's oh, all okay. teacher stuff though. Definitely oh, okay. not your stuff that your average parent would be buying. Right. Right. Um, and it, I found it there. It was flat pack in there, and um, it has two um open shelves that fit like a nine by eleven, and then has two smaller cubbies that just perfectly fit those um boxes that hold all the flashcards. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'll put a photo of it in the um, show notes so you can see what it looks like. But it's just this really awesome little shelving system that um, I found just randomly. Um, now, for my day-to-day um, organization, I use a binder folder system, which if you've listened to the show, you probably have heard me talk about before. I still use the same system that I've been using since episode 10. So <laughs> 47 episodes still using the same system um i let each kid pick five new folders to go into their binder they each have one folder for uh, each day of the um, school and um, i use those to organize the children's work for work for each week work for each week no <laughs> work for each week so like on sunday before you know you know on sunday probably after we record the show i sit down um, with all of their workbooks and i remove the pages they need for each day and then um if there's no paperwork for a specific lesson though because sometimes there's just you know read this or you know craft this or something i use a post-it note mm-hmm. and um so then the binder system keeps us um organized on a day-to-day um basis and week-to-week basis and then in addition to the binders for the children's daily work, I have a binder for school-related stuff. That's where I keep, like, their attendance sheets and their reporting sheets and any school-related papers that, you know, incoming from the school or stuff that needs to go out to the school. So I can have it all in one place. And it's kind of like um, a home control journal. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a fly lady kind of person, uh, it's my school control journal. Right. I don't have a home control journal anymore. I sort of did let that one go since episode 10. But everything else pretty <laughs> much has stayed the same because it works for us. Right. Um, it, we've gotten to the point now that Danny works really independently. And so I can just take her work, uh, take her papers out of the folder, hand them to her with her the books that she needs. And she's ready to go. She goes off into her room and works at her, at her desk and just brings me back the completed work. Awesome. Which is kind of nice. And... Yeah. Um, I like how it's interesting how you, you know, you, you, your organization um, requires you to do a lot of footwork. Like right. you have a lot of footwork to do with yours. And uh, mine is, is they've done the footwork for me. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, well, that's because your system works for you. Yeah. And this is what's really cool though, is that, you know, different people, different systems work for them because like, um, yeah, because curriculum, as I think I've mentioned in the show before, does did not work for us at all. <laughs> like, yeah. it does not. I could not stick with any kind of a system. Like, I could not. It made me feel 
completely tied down and I was always behind and I was completely unhappy and the kids were unhappy and I can't I can't follow a routine like that I'm just not capable of it it made me really unhappy and the kids were unhappy so so obviously curriculum doesn't work for me so this this works for me so obviously that works really well for you guys and for people with personalities like Becky that works fabulous (laughs) and then you guys have it all laid out for you and that's great and you guys can stick on is that type A is that what that is I never remember the letters I know we've talked about this before because I am not type A. Well, I, I don't know. You can stick with a routine and you can stick with a schedule and you can stick with it, obviously, because yes. it works for you. So you're able to go, this is what you're supposed to do. You can't see my hands are going in a row. If you can follow a schedule, you can follow a curriculum. Yes. If you're like me and you cannot follow a schedule, curriculum may have uh, may be hard to find a curriculum that works for you and that's not impossible because there probably are curriculum out there that you know some people it can work for them I mean there are people that use curriculum that have a hard time with schedule but for me I tried many different curriculum and, and none of them worked for me like I tried <laughs> and yeah. it just made me miserable and I cannot do it this works for me I don't yeah. have and I don't mind doing the footwork um, especially when, when I spread it out over the course of the year, cause I don't do it all at once. So yeah, that makes it a lot easier. And then if they change course, suddenly you're, you're ready yeah. to, to react to that. So listeners, Ooh. I'm curious, are you more of a Tina or are you more <laughs> <of> Becky? Yeah. <laughs> tell us in the show notes or, or, um, I mean, tell us in the comments, are, are you more of a stick to a curriculum kind of person or are you more of a build it yourself kind of person? Cause I'm really super curious now to find out about, our listenership and and if there are more that that are like you or more like me or if it's a 50 50 yeah because that's the cool thing about our show is you can you get both points of view yeah yeah definitely we hear that from a lot of people that they like that that we have both sides here yeah so i'm super curious about our our listenership and and where they fall on the continuum of yeah of of curriculum based to non-curriculum based i guess you would say yeah, and for those of you who are out there like me that are struggling with curriculum, just know you don't have to. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> it's really sad. I hear people constantly talk about how hard it is, and and I think the problem is that people default to curriculum is the default, and there are so many people out there who feel like you can't homeschool unless you use curriculum, and I'm here to tell you, you don't have to use curriculum, and you don't yes. have to unschool either. You don't have to unschool it's not unschool or curriculum. There is stuff in the middle. <laughs> there is. There is a lot of stuff in the middle. Yeah. So there are, there are other ways to do it. So find a way. Excellent. Happy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. If you love our show and would like to contribute to the making of them, you can now sign up for a monetary pledge per show via the crowdfunding site Patreon. You decide how much and you can even set a per month cap. Plus, we'll have fun rewards for you at each level. For complete info, visit SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash Patreon. And that's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And the link will be in the show notes. So, Tina, what have you guys been reading? Well, uh, the kids have not, on their own, not, not been reading very much. But surprisingly, we have been reading a fair bit together. And I actually listened to a fair bit of audiobooks. So let's see. Uh, Tiran did read one book. He read The Small Adventures of Popeye and Elvis by Barbara O'Connor. I know, weird. <laughs> I'm just I, picturing Popeye and Elvis. And I'm, I'm guessing these are just people named Popeye and Elvis and not I think actually. It's like a dog and a 
you know what? I'm not even sure. I think one's a dog and I think one's a kid and one's a dog or something. I can't How remember. Funny. I'd have to ask Tiran, but I think one might be, I think one of the kids, or maybe it, no, Popeye is a kid. I remember it's a one-eyed kid, I think. <laughs> but I don't remember if Elvis was the dog or if it was, I could be wrong. I don't remember. But anyway, yes, it's a weird, weird name. Yes. <laughs> he said it was a really good book, but I okay. couldn't tell you what it was about. <laughs> uh, Maven hasn't read a thing, but she's been busy with her project, so I haven't even bothered her. I don't care. <laughs> it's summertime. <laughs> yeah. And she just just requested that I get the um, dragon. Oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the series now. It was one of these dragon series. Um, it'll come up soon because I just ordered them from the library for her, and she wants to get the whole trilogy, uh, not trilogy, it's like eight books, seven books in the series, because books six and seven have come out, and eight is coming out next year. So she wanted me to order them all again. So she'll be reading again very soon. <laughs> <laughs> she just asked me to order them all so she could start from the beginning again. Um so anyway, Tiran read that book, and together we finished Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, and Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, and so we're mm. done with Harry Potter! How did that go? Really, really good. Yes, yeah. of course. I mean, yes, it was intense, of course, but oh, yes, very, very good. And we haven't finished the last movie yet. I need to still, we still need to watch the last movie, but we did watch all the movies up through the last, didn't watch the last one yet. Keep forgetting to watch it. Um, I think I did fast forward a couple parts, but uh, in general... I might have muted. Oh, I muted Hermione screaming. Uh, don't yeah. like that part. Don't like that part in the movie. I don't like that part in the book either, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I was like, are you sure you want to watch this tier? And he's like, yes. So, um, but I think the last book, I mean, the last movie should be mostly okay. I can't remember. Oh no, I'm going to have to fast forward the last part with, with, um, Voldemort dying. Yeah. That yeah. part definitely fast forward that part. <laughs> They really changed the movie. I don't like the way they changed the last movie. Yeah, no, neither do I. Completely ruined the last book. Um, but anyway, so we read those. And then we read. And then after reading that, I was like, uh, there's no way I'm going to dive into another series. We were just stuck for like a year on Harry Potter. Not stuck. It's a good series. But once you start it, you can't finish it. Right. You, you can't not finish it. You no, have you to get through it. You have to. like, Yeah. And then I didn't want to go jump into anything else that was like intense so I was like picked up these books on my shelves as I had just reorganized my shelves <laughs> and <laughs> found some books that were little and short and fluffy um, I went ahead and found some cutesy little books that I had found uh, at a library sh sale a while ago um, Logie Discovers America by Candace Fleming super cute really super quick read about a little boy named Logie who moves to America from India really cute and I had read in Goodreads that it was a really cute way to um, look at what it's like to move here from another country like to see what it was like as an immigrant um, and that was really cool um, it was funny really super cute and funny um, and quick read uh, read that and then we read oh and then we were listening to Story of the World so we listened to Story of the World book one and Story of the World book two and then uh, Silk Umbrellas uh, which is a book that was about a little girl in Thailand who, who paints umbrellas to help her family, silk umbrellas, to help her family make money. Um, and that was really short and cute. And um, and it talks about how her sister has to go work in a factory and stuff. And it, so you need to learn a little bit about what it's like to be poor in Thailand and that whole thing. Um, 
And then we're currently reading Secret of the Andes. I think we'll finish it tonight. Where it's, it's another quick read. It is short, yeah. Um, did you read that too, or was it just Dan? I didn't, just Danny did. Yeah, short read. Not super exciting, but um, it's cute. Um, but it's we're almost done with it. It's a little boy who lives in the um, Andes in Peru. Um, and we haven't gotten to the climax of the book yet, so we'll find out what the big secret is. So. Yeah, I know what the big secret is. We don't know yet, so. (laughs) We don't know yet. I do. (laughs) Don't tell me. (laughs) So, um, anyway, probably finish that tonight. So that's what we're reading. I don't know what we're going to read after tonight. I'll have to go back to my shelves. (laughs) I think I have one more book from the library sale that um, we'll be reading, probably. And me, um, I listened to a few audiobooks. Um, I listened to The Girl Who Came Home by Hazel Gaynor. This was, um, which one was this? This one was, oh, this was the Titanic one. Um, that was, that was a cool book. This one, I love listening to historical fictions. That one was about the Titanic. Love that one. Um, I'm really big on the Titanic too. So I love listening to stuff about the Titanic. So recommend that one. Good one about the Titanic. Anna Green Gables by L.M. Montgomery, which everybody knows, I'm sure. Um, not my favorite book. I know everybody's going to jump all over me for that one, but I don't like Anne. <laughs> Like I said, I've I've never even read it, so I don't even I won't jump on you for it. I I know, and when I posted this on Facebook, everybody was like, "What?" <laughs> I don't like Anne. She's uh, okay. I'm not going to go into it because I know people are going to be like hating on me for it. But I didn't. I just don't like Anne. She's not my favorite person. But here's the thing. Uh, as soon as I finished listening to Anne, I didn't. I don't hate her or anything. I mean, it was a good book. It was cute. It was very well written. It's a cute book. But and I and I get why people like it. I, I can see why people like it. But just Anne bugs me. She just bugs me. She bugged me since I watched the TV show or movie. Is it considered a movie or a TV show? It's a movie. movie I don't know. I think, yeah. The thing on TV, PBS. It's really long. But um, I thought it was like a series or something. I don't know. Anyway, since I watched it on PBS. I never liked her. Um, so immediately I thought of Pollyanna and I went, Pollyanna is way more likable. So I immediately went and got the Pollyanna audiobook <laughs> and I listened to Pollyanna right after listening to Anne and I went, love Pollyanna. <laughs> <laughs> so listening to Anne of Green Gables and then listening immediately to Pollyanna, Pollyanna is far superior to Anne of Green Gables and I will fight you on that any day. <laughs> Love, love, love Pollyanna. Of course, I did grow up watching the movie, so and I loved the Pollyanna movie by Disney. So, <laughs> um, uh, Hallie, 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 what's her name? Why am I forgetting the actress's name that plays Parent Trap? Pollyanna. Oh, oh, yeah, Disney. yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of her name right now, but I know who you're talking about. Um, Lindsay Lohan. No, that's from the other Disney movie. I'm talking about the original movie. Oh, I. I okay, I'm going to look it up. Paul. I'm looking it up right now. Keep talking. Oh, you look it up. She's from Parent Trap. Haley Mills. Haley Mills. Thank you. I said Hallie. Hallie. Haley. It's Haley Mills. Haley Mills. Love Haley Mills. She's also from uh, several other dis- old Disney movies. But anyway, love Haley Mills. Anyway, cute, cute, cute movie. Adorable book. The book is, of course, way better than the movie. Now I want to go read the book to my kids. Ooh, I don't have a copy of the book. Dang it. Um, I need to get a copy of the book, read it to my kids, and then show them the movie. It's really cute. And apparently there's there's uh, sequels, so i got to go get those, too. It's oh, kind no. of nauseating. <laughs> you wouldn't like it. You would definitely not like it. But it's <laughs> really, really cute. And it's a little girl who's just super, super positive and... 
you know, is um, makes every all the grumpy people in town happy. So she's super. She's super cute. Anyway, so after that, I listened to <laughs> Hotel on the Corner of Bitter and Sweet. And this is a book I was just mentioning that I listened to that took place during World War II. Really good book. Oh, my gosh. Hotel on the Corner of Bitter and Sweet. Go get it. Jamie Ford. Uh, well, if you like historical fiction. Chinese boy. Uh, Japanese girl. Uh, 10 years old? 11 years old, I think? During World War II. Her family gets sent to the Japanese internment camp and he is like falling in love with her. They're like, you know, 11 year old love. Like it's really, really sweet. And he's Chinese. His dad makes him wear a button that says he's Chinese because people keep picking on him because they think he's Japanese during world war two. It's this whole oh. thing. It's really, really cute. It's a really good, very heart wrenching. You get to hear what it's like during world war two being Asian. Uh, and then he's like, there's a black man on the corner who plays jazz music. That's where you hear about all the jazz stuff. And he goes and gets to listen to some of the African-American jazz singer or uh, musicians and stuff. And there's a little bit in there about jazz. And it's really cool. It's a good book. Really, really. Uh, I, li- I love historical fiction. So recommend that book. That's a really, really good book. So mm-hmm. anyway, that was the last one I listened to. And I have had fines on my <laughs> finds on my library account so I haven't been able to check any more out. I'm like, dang it! Oh no! <laughs> so I gotta go I gotta go pay my fines. I gotta find some money to pay my fines so that I can start checking out books again because I haven't been able to order any more books. <laughs> <laughs> I've been back listening to, um, actually I, I am, I'm in the middle of listening to re-listening to, oh I, I should have put that on here, I forgot. I re-listened to um, uh, not the screen, I've started listening to Scream Free Parenting again and I re-listened to, um, Peaceful Parents, Happy Kids. I re-listened to that also. Excellent. Yeah. I did. I totally listened to that one again. But um, and I'll re-listen to it again too. That's <laughs> really good. <laughs> I'll add that to my list so you can put that in the show notes. Cool. But anyway, that's what I listened to. What have you guys been listening to? Or well, reading, or some of it's listening and some of it's reading. <clears throat> uh, Danny um, read from the Scholastic Book Sale. I got her Making the Cut, Chloe by Design by Margaret. Gervich, I'm guessing. Um, She really likes this book because it has actual drawings in it of fashions. She's really into fashion and it's about a girl who's competing in like a fashion competition. Mm -hmm. And she really enjoyed that. Um, She she has decided she would like to listen to the Harry Potter series by herself back to back. Instead of, you know, we listen to it as a family, but we listen to it a little here, a little there, a little here, a little there while we were in the car. So um, she wants to listen to them by by herself um, and back to back. So she just finished Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rowling. She also listened to Ink Spell by Cornelia Funk. Good book. And um, Tiffany, our friend, gave us a whole stack of dork diary books. <laughs> So she just, she's in the middle now of Dork Diaries, Tales from a Not-So-Fabulous Life by Rachel Renee Russell, which I guess is the first book in the series. I really don't know anything about this series, um, but Tiffany had like the first six of them. Mm-hmm. And so um, she's set for a while with having some stuff to read, which is good because mm-hmm. then I don't have to hunt anything down for her. And uh, for me, I listened to Undeniable Evolution and the Science of Creation by Bill Nye, read by Bill Nye. Oh, cool. Yes, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Red Shirts by John Scalazzi, which is basically like a Star Trek adventures only told by the from the perspective of the red shirts. 
Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, they're self-aware red shirts. Like they realize that when they go down onto the planet with the captain, not all the red shirts come back. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. Um, I am not a serial killer by Dan Wells, which is, I was going, you know, you go through the Overdrive app and you're like looking for something that's available right at the moment. And this was like the first book that popped up on the young adult. And I, it was okay. It was something Mm -hmm. to listen to for a little while. It was kind of weird. And, um, but you know, sometimes you find good stuff just by, you know, browsing around. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Um, So I read Finders Keepers by Stephen King, which is the sequel to Mr. Mercedes. I listened to The Truth is a Cave in the Black Mountains by Neil Gaiman, which was really good. And Waistcoats and Weaponry by Gail Carringer, which is book three in the um, finishing, seri- finishing School series, which I had talked about previously. Um, it's the series where the girls go to finishing school. Their parents all think they're at regular finishing school, but actually it's a finishing school for spies. <laughs> and they they learn so waistcoat and weaponry you know they learned about you know how to dress appropriately how to pour tea and how to you know how many drops of liquid or of deadly nightshade it takes to kill <laughs> six grown men and <laughs> yeah they're they're good stories and um they're actually young adult stories but i really enjoy them i i like gail carringer she writes some really good books so and she's very steampunky so what's not to like right yeah So, speaking of books, if you're planning on purchasing any of the books we just mentioned from Amazon or Audible, please consider clicking through our affiliate links in the sidebar at our website at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. We have links to Amazon, Audible, Discount School Supply, Kerclick, and more. It won't cost you anything extra, and it helps support the show. Yes, and now it is time for some listener recognition. We have an iTunes review from Crafty Mama Maria. She says, I actually Googled how to write an iTunes review because you're that awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's adorable. I am a huge podcast lover and I'm behind on all my others because I found you guys and you've been pretty much on nonstop for about a week. (laughs) I love it. This means my kids have also been enjoying you and are getting a kick out of hearing about your kids. I have an almost seven-year-old boy and almost five-year-old boy and a seven-month-old girl. While I am a Christian, I am a lot more inclusive than many Christian homeschoolers I've come in contact with. And in the middle of the Bible Belt, I've been seeking out secular groups, which are hard to find. Thank you for your secular viewpoint without tacking my own view without attacking my own views or no one else's. I can't tell you how much that means because several secular Facebook groups have made me feel like an outsider and I never do with you. Aw, that's so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, You are so well-researched and never have bad topics. Aw, that's awesome. (laughs) Jeez, we're like feeling the love here. I am, (laughs) verklempt. I loved all your links and suggestions. Thanks for being meticulous with your show notes since my hand are normally full (laughs) also i'm excited about the amazing race ideas keep it up and don't let the haters get you down you're such a light especially on dark days peace and love oh thanks crap mama maria (laughs) thank you so much that was very sweet that was sweet so i think that pretty much covers it i think so all right so if you like our show please leave us a review on itunes and tell your friends all about us For links to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. And you can find show notes specific to this episode at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 57. 
And while you're on our site, you can drop us a note or a voicemail and let us know if you have any ideas for show topics or guests. Well, goodbye, everyone. Have a great week and come back and take a break with us again next time. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. Well, the entire summer has all been, has all been. <laughs> <laughs> well, that started well. <laughs> let me try that again. So, Tina's. Tina's. <laughs> you, there are more than one of you. You are plural. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, let me redo that. That sounds sure. really stupid. <laughs> Brain fart. It <laughs> sounded like you were hacking up a hairball. Get a notepad and paper. No, that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we finished Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince and Harry Bot. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my god, I can't read today. <laughs>